Welcome to the Shift Method Podcast. I'm your host, Coach D. My goal is to shift the culture of health and fitness through evidence-based coaching and engaging content for the public and health fitness professionals alike. Thank you for tuning in, and I hope you all enjoy this episode. What's good, everyone? It's your boy, Coach D, here with the Shift Method Podcast. Hope you all are having a wonderful day. This is episode number 53. I got another coach with me from Johnny O's Gymnasium, who I'm going to introduce in just a second here. As you all know, it's the end of the month, which means next week we got that monthly newsletter coming up. So if you're not subscribed, be sure to head to the shiftmethod.org and you'll have that pop up come in. You just put your name in your email and you get all the awesome updates about content, things going on in my life, maybe some special things that are coming up as we get closer to the holidays. So you might want to keep your eyes on that and subscribe. Otherwise, we got some recent content out. We've wrapped up that obesity series on Spotify and YouTube. So if you haven't seen that final video, be sure to check that out. And I had that video on my top Dell exercise. If you're trying to get some bolder shoulders, man, you got to check out that video on how exactly to grow your shoulders. But let's go ahead and get started with today's episode. Again, like I mentioned, I got another awesome trainer with me who I work alongside with at Johnny O's Gymnasium. And that is my boy, Christian. Christian, you mind introducing yourself to the people, please, for me? Uh, Hey, yeah, my name is Christian Dix. Uh, Like you said, I'm one of the trainers over at Johnny O's Gymnasium. And uh, I go by Diesel Performance. That's right, man. Diesel. That's right. His Instagram handle. We'll be sure to plug that at the end so y'all can follow along. Dude makes some good content. He's definitely worth checking out. Um, And like I said, he's always out there grinding early morning, late night. And so always good to hear from other coaches in the industry who are actually, you know, doing the damn thing. So we're going to kind of pick Christian's brain here for a little bit, get kind of the inside scoop on how he became a fitness pro and all that. But as always, we got to get a little bit into his background first. So this is going to be cool for me to hear about you, man. So like, how did you yourself like personally get into fitness? Like what's kind of like your origin story for you? Uh, So, I mean, I was always a really good athlete, Um, played on all the all-star teams, all that. I was always going to be a D1 athlete. Um, So I was always in the gym, always. And I always had um, people that wanted to train me because I, I was I was that guy a little bit. But um, it was more for me, like, learning about the body and learning different ways to to strengthen things and different methods to do it. Because I, always, I was always interested in the trainers that would show me new stuff, mm-hmm. not guys that would show me the same stuff to do all the time. But the guys that could really push me the most was, was not only uh, physically, but mentally showing me things that I didn't understand at first that would really improve improve everything for me. So um, I think that was probably just being an athlete and always being around it, man. Like, there's just nothing better than that, than that for me. And I was I was always the kind that would never really – it was just easier for me just because I was always – it was always something I was used to. And being so used to it, it just became like a way of life almost. You know, like, I was never – I was always trying to be – not the best looking, but like the most healthy, <laughs> most athletic, you know, I wanted to, I wanted to always look that part. So I kind of just fell into it and, and dove into it head first. Cause I always wanted to, I noticed myself really like wanting to learn more and more about it and learn how to create the better athlete, you know, or the Absolutely. better, the better body type or something like that. So it kind of just came and found me for me honest, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it's a common theme with a lot of athletes, man. It's like you fall in love with the game and then, you know, whether you like stop at college or maybe people go pro or maybe they were going to go to college and didn't, but then they fall in love with health and fitness and they make a career out of it. So it's really cool that you were able to still kind of stay in the game with that. 
Now, when it came to like athletics, is that something that you naturally gravitated towards? Do you feel like your parents pushed you or was it like a little bit of both? Like what kind of motivated you to, to get oh, into no. athletics? <laughs> it was all <on> me. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, I think I asked my mom to play football when I was like four. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just like saw it. I remember I see I saw it on the TV and I was like, I want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> and, and um my dad was actually like super against it. He was like, he's too young. Like, and my mom was like, nah, he's gonna play. Next season nonstop. We travel everywhere, we all through high school, everywhere up until college, and then I went and played up there. But um yeah, it was just always my thing. Like I never wanted to do anything else, honestly. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What position did you play in baseball? Center field. Center field. Very nice. And how were you at batting? Were you more so good fielder and, and decent batter? How were you? What was like your main skill? So I was a kid on base and stuff like that. So I ended up being a cleanup hitter. Batting fourth in the lineup. So oh, okay. changed up a little bit. <laughs> gotcha. The anchor man, fourth of. I like it. I actually, I played, um, I baseball was actually my longest sport that I played. I guess you could okay. say competitively, if you will. I played for about, I want to say close to five years when I was from the ages of about eight to 13 or eight to 12. I played, I really okay. liked it a lot. Yeah. I played, um, I was an okay batter. I was fast. So that helped if I could get on base, I did pitcher and catcher. Um, and then eventually moved to first base. And so right-handed or left-handed? I'm right-handed. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I gotcha. eventually moved to first base. I was tall and long. And so coach is like, Hey, you know, you can at least, you know, catch the ball and and save any bad throws from from shortstop or third base in case we need you so yeah, for sure. put me on there and then eventually i got tired of baseball unfortunately and so i started really getting into basketball and that became like my my still to this day my recreational love is basketball man okay <laughs> yeah, i see that that i see that transformation happen a lot yeah yeah honestly Very I, cool. love, I mean i love basketball too i can see why you love it honestly do you have a favorite team? Do you, are you, are you a, a Miami boy or no for, for baseball? Uh, oh, oh, the Dodgers. I'm a Dodgers You're fan. Dodgers fan. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. I'm a Dodgers fan through and through. Are you from Florida originally? Yeah. Okay. So it's weird. Dang. So in Jacksonville, in Jacksonville, the, um, we don't have like a, a MLB pro baseball team, but we have the double a team there well they're their minor league team called uh they were called the jacksonville suns mm. and they used to be the minor league farm team for the dodgers uh. and i was cheering for them because so it's definitely something i got into yeah um, yeah now they're the they're the jumbo shrimp <laughs> and they're with and with their they're with the marlins now it's really, yeah it's funny that's hilarious <laughs> they're called the jumbo shrimp Oh yeah, the minor league teams always have the crazy, the crazy names like the. I'm out of the loop, man. That's hilarious. <laughs> the Savannah Bananas or something like that. Get yeah, the like, hell out of here, man! No, I swear. The <laughs> Savannah <laughs> Bananas. Yeah, yeah, they they're like an entertaining minor league, like semi pro. I don't know. They're weird. <laughs> That's so funny, dude. That is fucking hilarious. Let me guess. Their yeah, mascot's just this dude in a banana suit just running around. Oh yeah, yeah. They do like. <laughs> they do. Uh, they do some weird stuff over there. I saw their Instagram the other day. <laughs> it's, it's different, but it's funny. They like entertain the crowd and stuff like that. Like they do dances and uh, yeah, it's different. I know what I'm spending my time tomorrow. I'm looking at minor league teams and yeah, see what the hell, what the hell I'm missing, man. <laughs> oh yeah, look them up. Look them up. 
That's dope, man. That's dope. But I appreciate you sharing a little bit about your background. You you kind of mentioned a little bit how you got into coaching, where you know being an athlete and being you know kind of in the weight room, someone who really liked to you know you know get strong for their sport and get ready. How you kind of started really getting more interested and fell in love with learning more and having coaches that taught you more about you know here are the methods to improve in your sport or your craft or here's how you get faster or stronger. So how did you then transition from like you know D one athlete finishing out college to like getting into the profession you're in now okay so um yeah after college i kind of fell into doing the fire academy okay got introduced to all of them so i learned a lot about the body and stuff like that but in like a kind of different way and then um i went i fi- I figured out that like i didn't really want to do the fi- like the, the whole firefighter thing and it wasn't really for me so then i looked up um uh, I got into coaching actually at one of the high school, the local high schools down here. And one of my coaches was like, dude, you know so much about like the body and, and you love fitness and all this stuff. You should become, um, you should get your certification and you should train these kids. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's a great idea. <laughs> so I went and got my certification through ISSA and then I actually ended up getting hired at TBT around uh, around in Boca. And so I started out there and then COVID hit. Mm. And so then I went <laughs> and I needed money. So I started bartending. <laughs> As a good way to make money, money, man. I worked yeah, in the restaurant like, business. I know how that works. Yeah, so I was bartending. And then um, I did that for like a year and a half. And then I ended up stopping bartending and falling back into the gym and this is actually funny this is a crazy like i needed money quick and i already had people that wanted to train with me yeah so and i just didn't have a place so i looked up gyms around me that <laughs> would allow me to have a guest every time that um i i would work out and i, <laughs> I found this you fit and it let me do that. So I would train. Yeah, that lime car, person. man. <laughs> yeah, I would train one person at a time um, in UFIT. And then I would go to a different UFIT and do it over there. And I would go to a different one. Yeah, I was, I was, I was finessing UFIT. I ain't gonna lie. Hey, you got to do what you got to do, man. Yeah, when you're, when you're was, struggling uh, coach, man. <laughs> but I was finessing I was going, I was doing like two at one location, three at another location. Yeah, it was funny. And then, um, yeah, no, and then I found Johnny O's, man, and I went in there one day to work out with one of my buddies, and I, I Johnny was in there, and I literally just went up to him, and I was like, hey, I just wanted to introduce myself. My name's Christian, and uh, I told him that I was a trainer and stuff like that, and he was like, all right, whenever you're done with your workout, come upstairs. <laughs> and then I went and talked to him, and he actually remembered me from um, baseball, so... Yeah, we just kind of connected on that, and then he kind of let let me come on and never look back. That's awesome, man. That's a cool, that's a unique experience. Like you said, with the fire academy, like you said, you learn about the body quite a bit for you know like safety processes and healing exactly. people or, or helping people, kind of almost like in a, in a medic sense. Um, and then I always say one of the best jobs to help with being a personal trainer, man, is working in the service industry specifically oh. being like a server or bartender because you got to captivate people you have to 
talk with people that are sometimes they love you. Sometimes they hate you. You got to be on your feet. It's fast paced. It's like, it's the perfect like precursor to being a coach in my opinion. Oh, for sure. It shows you, I mean, it shows you that you have to be able to relate to people. You have to be able to keep, yeah, like you say, keep, captivate people, keep them, yeah. keep them interested, keep them into it, and let them know that you're passionate about what you're doing. Honestly, absolutely, absolutely. And, uh, you, it's it. Yeah, you hit that on the head. Honestly, <laughs> yes, sir. Well, that's cool, man. So, and then you said you did a little bit of time at, at TVT. What and that is that primarily or exclusively? That's baseball players, right? That they work with. It's like they try. Well, it started out that way. So now I'm pretty sure, like when I was like when I was there towards their newer era, because they opened up a new facility. Gotcha. Um, they had a lot. They obviously still had a, a bunch of baseball players. Yeah, there's a lot of baseball players, but they were trying to branch out and get and get more sports in there. So gotcha. I'm I'm sure there's more variety in there now. Very cool, man. Very cool. And so now you've been coaching for, you said a little bit before COVID. So you're coming up on about four or five years, give or take. Six yeah, years? yeah, yeah. So like three and a half. Yeah. A little gotcha. bit over three and a half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now you've kind of had, had you know, some good time on your belt as a coach. What would you say is kind of like your philosophy when it comes to coaching? Like, is it, you know, a certain like style or theme? If someone says like, yo, diesel performance is this, like, what is your philosophy, man? Um, Diesel performance is the highest intensity training for your personal level. Okay. I like it. Yeah. I'm going to push you as far as I can on your personal level, you know? Like, I'm never going to give somebody else something that they can't handle, you know? Mm -hmm. But I'm definitely not going to take it easy on you either. Of course not. Of course not, man. We're not here to make things easy for people. We're here to push them in the right way, right? Push their exactly. buttons in the right way. Exactly. I love that, man. That's a, that's a little bit of that athlete mindset, right? Where it's like, yeah, you know, yeah. coaches you know how to push the right buttons. kind of gave me something right there. I never really thought about that. That was a good question. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> know what you stand yeah, for, like, right? <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's a, that's That's a great question. Now it's cool too that you've kind of been on both sides, right? So you've had like the high level athlete experience and also the coach experience. So when you're talking or if you're, let's say you were mentoring or, or speaking with young athletes who maybe are aspiring and taking things to the next level, whether that's collegiate or professionally, you know, what kind of advice, whether it's just life advice or training advice um, that you would give them that you wish was imparted on you or that maybe you you did receive and was really helpful to you? Um, honestly, listen, don't ever think, don't ever think you're better than you're better than, um, coaching or you think, you know, everything, like, even if you are really good, that's awesome. There's always somebody better out there, man. Take training, practice, do it forever. They think there's no coach out there that can teach them anything. Sometimes, um, it's, it's, especially baseball, it's a very humbling sport and it always has been and it always will be. Um, and any sport, honestly, is, it can get very humbling, and there's always those great guys out there, and the the ones that put in the work are the ones that get to that top level, and those are the ones that love the process. You know, they they don't just look for the result; they love that, they love the grind, mm-hmm. and they love the the nonstop, like little little bit of pain and suffering that you have to go through, you know, to get yeah. what you want. And um, the, the guys who especially people that that I've coached and that I've trained 
the ones who do the best are the ones that show up every day and that really want to be there and want to want to learn and and want to go through that stuff you know so it's not really work to them it's not really punishment to them or anything like that it's it's everything that they want and Absolutely. those are the ones who succeed so yeah a lot of the young guys i would just say just fall in love with that process and then everything else will fall into place. <laughs> What's yes, the, what would you say Oh man, for young athletes, I would say the coachable one's really good, man. I, I use that for my when I work with personal trainers. That's like my one of my top qualities, coachability and adaptability. For a young athlete, if I'm not gonna copy coaching, I would say sustained effort over highs and lows. So kind of like what you said, like falling in love with the process. So I think a lot of times, and this goes for clients as well, right? You know, we have clients come in, they have really good days, they put in a lot of effort, and then they maybe aren't feeling very well the next day. And they're like, oh, I'm just going to sandbag it today. I'm not going to try too hard. I think ultimately what makes a great athlete, a great competitor is someone who, regardless of how they're feeling, they do their best to put in effort day in and day out like a job. The boring shit, they do it like they love it, Right. The mundane stuff that they've done a thousand times, they do it again with effort and intensity over and over and over again. The people who are successful, I mean, look at Michael Jordan, LeBron James, Tiger Woods, right? Insert any professional athlete who's of the highest level. A lot of their work is just redoing and practicing their fundamental skill set. That's exactly. all it is. The extra stuff, of course, the God-given talents, the unique physiology and anatomy and just amazing athleticism is one thing. But they just know how to put their freaking head down and just grind hours and hours and days and days. And I think as an athlete, you know, it's really easy to do that when you're feeling good, when you're really motivated, <laughs> when the weather is really nice outside. But what do you do when it's, you know, you got practice at 4 p.m. and it's 100 degrees in South Florida and it's raining. Um, or when you're really sore from your leg day session and you're running hundreds, right? And it's or 110s, right? For my football athletes, um, are you showing up then, or exactly. are you kind of, or are you kind of being like, eh, I'm not feeling it today. I'll take it Just off a little bit. Emotions. That's right. That's right. So I think good athletes show up all the time, consistently as best they can and they work on their their fundamentals right obviously the fundamentals of the game are important but like also your own skill set and harnessing that and just constantly getting better and better at it yeah that would be that would be my go-to advice for them and i kind of mentioned to you like my advice that i use for yeah. aspiring coaches which is you know coachability is huge adaptability is huge you got to be able to adapt to you know your environment the world right COVID 19 happened the whole fitness industry had to change so yeah man what would kind of just be like your advice or piece of advice that you've been given or that you would give to young coaches that you feel is would be beneficial um honestly just taking your time being paid 30 is going to be interested by all these people you know so it's all it's all about getting to know your clients getting to understand different different bodies how that how different bodies work and um, how different personalities work, you know, like you said before, everybody has good days, bad days, you know, I've learned how 
certain clients can handle certain things and mm -hmm. um you know that because that's the only way you're going to give the give get them the best results that they can get um you know and and that's how you you form trust with people you know so um yeah i would say just just be patient with it and 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 take your time with it don't don't be in a rush don't try to get people in and out and all this stuff you know just 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 be in the moment yeah. for the most part i guess you know yeah man. And just enjoy, enjoy the time that you have and that you have with that client and just keep it moving you know it's smooth as fast if that makes sense smooth as fast that's right i've heard yes i heard slow is smooth and smooth is fast is what i've been taught yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I love that man i love that a lot it's funny out of the coaches i've asked that's the first time i've heard that and i really like that because it's true like you know if you're in a big box gym and they're busy as hell yeah maybe you get you know 20 30 hours a week like off the bat which is you know rare but it could happen um, and yeah, that might speed up like your learning process a little bit because it's like trial by fire, but yeah. you know, you can't really truly rush knowledge and the time it exactly. takes to build relationships. Um, you can work harder at it for sure, but you definitely can't rush that. And I like being like in the moment, like you might have eight sessions in a day, but like, you're not rushing through the one you're with, you're with your client right now, every minute. Sure every second, every interaction that you do with them is meaningful. And so I really like that perspective, man. I really like that. Yeah, for sure. That's what's up, man. Well, thanks so <laughs> much again, dude. I really appreciate you taking the time. Got some good, some good knowledge for our, our young athletes and hopefully for our aspiring coaches to take some stuff away. Can yeah, you let the people yeah, know man. like where they can connect with you, where they can find you, anything you want to plug? Um, my Instagram is diesel performance. Um, D E Z A L underscore performance. Um, let's see what else. Oh, TikTok. <laughs> no, oh, let's go. TikTok. Now I know what I'm definitely. I'm looking up. I'm looking up minor league teams. <laughs> and I'm looking up TikTok for Diesel. Let's go. Instagram and then say hey. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. So that, man, come see this guy, Damien. Man, he's a beast. Oh man, I appreciate that. Yes, sir. I'll be sure to put those links <laughs> down in the description below. Um. Of course, y'all know where to find me, right? We're on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube, right? At the underscore shift underscore method. We got weekly YouTube and Spotify-based videos. We got the newsletter, like we mentioned, coming out that first Monday of every month. And of course, we got opportunities for virtual and in-person coaching. Just DM me on the gram, or you can hit any of those take action buttons on my website on the shiftmethod.org, and I'll get in contact with you ASAP. Christian, man, thank you so much again for your time. Hope you have a wonderful night, and I'll probably see you tomorrow morning. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm actually going to Cali tomorrow morning. Oh man, yo, safe yeah, trip, bro. I was running trip. around like a chicken with his head cut off. <laughs> I'll see you when you yeah. get back, then. All right, bro, you have fun. Oh yeah, man, I appreciate you having me, man. This was awesome. I liked it. Yes, sir. Later.